Hi, this is Evangeline Colbert, and I am so glad to be able to speak with Donna McIntosh today. She is known as the goddess of fertility. And Donna, welcome to this call. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Evangeline. I'm so happy to be here and so excited to be able to open up and share information that I I just feel blessed with my work that to help other couples who are struggling to conceive. I feel so blessed to do this work. That's great. And I'm sure a lot of people will be helped by the things that you share with us today. Um, As I mentioned, you refer to yourself as the goddess of fertility. How did you come to that name and developing this business slash ministry that you have? I I love it. Um, And actually, the name came about because someone, one of my people, my clients that I work with, they actually said, you're just like the goddess of fertility. And so that's kind of how that came about. But I want to (laughs) let everyone know that, you know, I'm not really the goddess of fertility. What I do is I really help guide women and couples to discover and blossom into becoming their own goddess of fertility so that they become very fertile. Um, And so that's really the essence and the energy that goes into uh, what I do with people. And so that's really how I got that name, the goddess of fertility, was by a past client. But I got into this work really um, because I struggled with infertility, although it was 30 years ago. Um, I'm mm-hmm. finding there's still that same common thread that I went through, and that's that no one asks you what else are you doing in your life, right? They're, they don't say what is your lifestyle, what is your stress level, what are you eating, um, even emotionally, how is your marriage, anything like that. And all those factors, I feel anyway, are really really important for a solid foundation for fertility. Um, Yeah, I I totally agree with that. Um, And I I know that a lot of people don't address those other aspects of infertility unless they have a really great doctor who understands that those other things can impact your level of fertility. Can you um, tell us a little bit more about your story, how you experienced infertility? Yes. Wow, my gosh. It was, I was 27 years old. I'd been married for uh, seven years, and my two older sisters started having children, and it was like naturally I was next to bring forth children. And um, my husband and I tried for a year on our own, and nothing happened, and then we were sent to a, at that time in Phoenix, Arizona, the only fertility specialist around, because it was just a new, if you will, industry. And yeah. I was just immediately put, um, had several operations, was tested, had a histiocellpingogram, I was given injections, I was put on Clomid, 
I did 11 intrauterine inseminations. Um, oh, wow. and Yeah, after all that, all that, and I was really a steward of doing everything the doctors told me to do, I still walked away with empty arms. And so at the age of 30, there I was and wondering what else did God have for me in mind. Now, if you can even picture the symbolism of the timing of all this, Evangeline, because it was Christmas Eve. I was lying by the Christmas tree. We had it all lit up, and I was sobbing because I had started Mm -hmm. my period, and I knew financially and emotionally, my husband and I were not going to go any further with the infertility work. We weren't going to have donor eggs, donor sperm. And they they actually came up with a diagnosis of unexplained infertility. They had no idea why I wasn't conceiving. And I remember as I laid there on the floor crying, my husband came down on the floor with me and he held me. And and. His words I heard, but I couldn't put them into practice. And what he said was, honey, he said, I know this is sad, but he goes, perhaps God has something else for us to do, and we just don't know what it is yet. We'll have to be patient and wait. Mm-hmm. It even brings well, it sounds like you've got a wonderful husband. <laughs> yes. And at that time, I heard his words, but I couldn't absorb them. And um, and I was angry for a while, and then I just kept opening up to God, and and I took on roles of being even like the best auntie. I have 13 nieces and nephews and really mm-hmm. felt blessed and enjoyed them. And then I got my master's in holistic nutrition, and I was working on how people could preserve their brains. I had a very dear friend with Parkinson's and another dear friend with dementia. And so I was working mostly with the elderly, and a young woman came into my office one day. She was 26, and she said, hey, can you, I'm trying to get pregnant. Is there anything that I should be eating or doing in order to have this happen? And I'm telling you, (laughs) that is when God opened up to me and said, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Wow. And from that moment on, which was like seven years ago, I haven't looked back, and I absolutely am passionate and so blessed to try to help couples as much as I can, put as many tools natural tools in their fertility war chest, I call it, that so that they can fill their empty arms with a beautiful, healthy, happy baby. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I just, I love doing this. I just absolutely love it. That is just so wonderful that you have turned what was such a, a tough time in your life into a means of being able to help others get through that same tough time with um, the results that they're desiring. Um, Can you tell us about how you actually help those couples to to conceive? What's, what's What's your program or your process like? 
Wow, yes, yes. I, I've developed what I have as a, a seven-step fertility formula. And what I do is I try to work with their own innate fertility. Um, I'm not against the fertility drugs. I really do want to let people know that. But I just don't think they should be the first choice that people mm-hmm. people use. Because I work with fertility specialists when couples are getting ready for in vitro fertilizations or getting ready for interuterine inseminations. I still work with them. But I like to get people building up their innate fertility first and seeing what God opens up to them then. Because when they honor their body, when they honor their seed, I believe that God lets that seed blossom and grow more more openly than when we deny that to ourselves, to our body. <clears throat> so I work with, in the seven-step program, I work a lot with what is your gut health? Um, we build up your, your ability to digest because if you're not digesting right, you're not going to absorb even the best foods that you're eating. So we're honoring that center part of our body. And then we're looking at the thyroid. I do testing on the thyroid um, to see, and I'm not just testing for the thyroid-stimulating hormone. We're, we're looking at other parts of the thyroid to see what's happening. Is, how's it breaking down into your active T3? We look at your hormones, your sex hormones. We do a saliva test for that to see how all the major four hormones, especially in the female, are dancing together. It's a beautiful dance they do in the month, but it has to be to the same music that's being played for all of them to dance well together. And so we're looking at a lot of different things. We look at the adrenals. We look at your hormones. We're looking at then your diet. I bring in the nutrition in to help support and even rejuvenate um, your ability to conceive. It helps feed your ovaries. It helps feed the male's sperm supply. It helps feed your uterus so that it's ready and primed and waiting deliciously for this little baby to come down and implant. Um, So it's really a very thorough. Oh, we also look at exercise, too. There's proper exercising to do so that you're building up your reproductive system, not breaking it down. So it's very, very complete, which I I love. I didn't want to leave anything out. And it is the goddess program, which in those seven steps is everything that I just described that we look at. The only thing I didn't mention there was the last S is for supplementation, which we do look at that too for if there are some supplements that you could or should be taking, and I direct you into which ones have merit to them and which ones are kind of like a little bit more hyped, if you know what I mean. They may not produce some of the results that you're wanting. So that's my goddess program, Seven Steps, really helping build up your diet and your lifestyle that are all critical for your ability to conceive. Well, and it's it's so um, apparent nowadays that in in even other areas of our lives, how much nutrition is a factor and how well our gut is functioning impacts so much of the other functions of our body. So it's great that you have tapped into this 
means of being able to take a look at fertility through that kind of a lens. Um, I, I want to go back to something that you mentioned before, the fact that you are actually working with IVF clinics. Um, that's pretty fascinating to me. Can you elaborate a little bit more about how you're interacting with the doctors and their patients? Yes, yes. Um, here I live in the San Diego area, and um, there are some very um, open fertility specialists here who are beginning to recognize that it's all it's not just all full throttle, if you will, on the fertility drugs. And they're realizing that when people pay attention to their nutrition and to their lifestyle, that they actually have better success rates even when they are doing IVFs and IUIs. You know, even with interuterine inseminations, there's only like a 60% chance of success, which sounds wonderful, but that still means there's a 40% failure rate. And when couples are... Yes, it's it's still very Mm -hmm. high. And when couples are blessing themselves and blessing their their hard earned dollars and putting forth that to um to these technologies it really behooves everyone to increase their chances of success by using as i say all the fertility tools that can be put in a couple's fertility war chest and i i like to give the couples power i like to empower them because i can tell you when i went through infertility I felt like hopeless and um, powerless because everything was being done to me and I wasn't getting to do anything, you know, except for what the doctors told me, but it was all being done to me. And so these are all tools that the, the, the client can use to help themselves, not only in their quest for a family, but also for lifelong health. And so it's really nice when I work with the doctors because they bring me in to consult with patients, with their patients, and I do an analysis of what's happening in their diet and their lifestyle. And mm-hmm. that's what I work with with them. Um, I usually can't work with the hormones and that type of thing because that's the doctor's territory, and I leave that to them. So mm-hmm. um, basically with the doctors, I'm working with lifestyle and nutrition factors because they are so, so key to to not only the pregnancy, and this is something that I really want to stress with your listeners here is that nutrition is important for conception, it's important for the pregnancy, the healthy, uncomplicated pregnancy, and most people don't even realize that nutrition plays a key role in the labor as well. As, as So when the mother is well-nourished, labor and delivery goes a lot easier and a lot quicker. Same with postpartum recovery. We, we we don't want women to go into postpartum depression. So when they're healthy, they don't even have that. There's no problem with that. And then, of course, we want if the woman chooses to nurse, 
healthy milk doesn't just happen. It comes from the health of what the mother's been nurturing her body with in order to offer that first food to her baby. So it's all intertwined. And you you nailed it a little bit earlier, Evangeline, when you said, you know, if we're under the premise that what we eat has an effect on whether we have a healthy heart, whether we have a healthy brain, whether we have a healthy pancreas, then it just goes to um, lead right into that it's what you need to have a healthy reproductive system too in order to have a healthy baby. Right. Well, that is just fascinating to me that um, you're able to get into these clinics and be able to help the patients address this aspect of infertility that a lot of people just don't make that connection. Um, I would like for you to be able to share maybe a, a few tips with the listeners about um, things that they can do. Maybe share three specific tips with regard to PCOS because I know so many women nowadays, and I don't know why this incidence is so much higher, but I hear a lot of young women tell me that their diagnosis is um, this polycystic ovarian syndrome. And I'm just wondering if there are some specific things that you recommend to those patients to do. Definitely, definitely. And you are spot on here because actually the PCOS is the leading cause of infertility in young women anymore. And just so that your listeners can understand, it is usually an imbalance of hormones. And those hormones are usually, it's a high estrogen, higher testosterone, and high insulin levels. And it causes Mm -hmm. little um, cysts to be put on the ovaries, which can impede uh, the follicle from producing an egg and releasing an egg for um, conception. And this has a lot to do with the diet and the lifestyle. Um, so what I would suggest to clients uh, and what I do suggest to them is in your food selections, it's best the more you can go organic the better off you're going to be. And the reason for that is because a lot of our meat supply and our plant foods that we eat are being fed a lot of grains that are um, very estrogenic to the animals. These animals, our cows, our, our pigs, our chickens and everything are fed a lot of grains which is not their natural diet and Mm -hmm. they're fed even a lot of soy which is high estrogenic to them as well so then when we eat that type of food we're putting estrogens into our bodies the other thing on plant food with organics is you want to most plant foods are sprayed at least 10 to 12 times in their growing process um, so they can be very effectual on increasing the estrogens in our body. Mm. So the 
the more you can go organic, I know it's higher on a budget, on a food budget, but when I work with clients, I tell them about the the Clean 15 and uh, the Dirty Dozen. So the Clean 15, they aren't sprayed as much so that you don't have to buy them organic, but the Dirty Dozen are sprayed a lot, and we need to buy those organic as much as possible. The other thing I tell my clients is soy, get soy out of your diet. Um, even when I go to the grocery stores, I, I'm always like the little shopping snoop. I'm looking in the shopping carts to see what people are buying, and and I still see a lot of people buying the soy milk and the soy ice cream, the soy uh-huh. hot dogs, and all thinking with with all their heart and soul that this is a healthy food for them. But it isn't, and it's especially for those who are trying to conceive and who are fighting PCOS. The other thing I would say with PCOS people is cutting back on your grains and breads because those raise insulin levels. So cutting back on those and then doing some type of exercise to help bring down insulin levels too. I worked with, um, in fact, yesterday was her daughter's second birthday. I worked with this lady a couple years ago. She was uh, 36 years old at that time, had been trying for two years to conceive, and she wanted to conceive naturally. And uh-huh. so I worked with her. We did a cleanse. She didn't want to do the detox, but we, I, I, I strongly suggested that to her so that that could kind of help balance things out in her body as well. We did the cleanse, and then we got her on the sacred foods of fertility. <laughs> and two months later, just two months later, she was pregnant. Oh, my gosh. She had a really wow. easy pregnancy. Uh, and her little girl, Vivian, just turned two yesterday. So um, it is very possible, even with the PCOS, when you address some of these lifestyle and diet factors, you can mm-hmm. still get pregnant. So it's really exciting. That is exciting. Um, who knew that just making some simple changes could really increase your chances of becoming pregnant and then obviously the follow through on the labor and delivery and breast milk, those are those are great um, things to hear that, you know, we can benefit from them. So um, speaking of benefits, can you tell us a little bit more about how people can benefit from your program and how you are seeing um, success with those clients that you have? Yes, yes. You know, um, I, I, um, the purpose of really, when, when I get a new client, when I talk to them, I know there's no one out there who doesn't want that beautiful, healthy, happy baby. And so often nowadays we hear that when couples do conceive and they deliver that they've got a baby who's screaming, crying, uh, is discontent, has colic, 
we're uh, looking at ADD rates, ADHD, um, autism rates. They're just raised those rates again, and it seems mostly in young yeah. men. So it's really, really important. My goal with couples and what I stress with them is the benefit of not only conceiving, but of having, giving your child its birth right, which is having it have full potential and full health so that it can blossom as God so wants blossom and grow, blossom and grow. So that is what I look at in the whole picture of when I work with couples, and that's the, the painting I paint for them to see as well, too. So the health of most people don't realize, too, that the health of your egg, the health of the sperm, the health of your uterus all depends on your lifestyle, your environment, and what you're eating. It all, we are, as God put us all out there, we are all interrelated and interwoven with our universe, with what God has put us in. So, it's the benefits, like I just am working right now with a, a lady who actually, she's 47 years old. Mm-hmm. She tried, she's never been pregnant. She tried one VF, IVF cycle and that didn't work. And we, we looked at what went wrong there, what, what we could work on. And then she decided to use donor eggs. So she used a 25-year-old woman's eggs because she could only do one more IVF cycle financially and emotionally. That's all she wanted to do. And Mm -hmm. so our goal, what she and I worked on, was getting her really strong, getting her really healthy so that uterus, uterus was going to be this open, beautiful vessel nurturing it so that it could be ready for implantation this time around. Last time, it her uterus could not hold the implantation. Oh. So working with the diet, working with exercise, work she did a cleanse as well. We cleansed her, and we worked with some homeopathy to build up her uterus, and she is now like 10 weeks along in her pregnancy, and she is just she's soon she and her husband are just so excited for this. So it is really that's why I say I God may not have blessed me with my own child, but he has blessed me to be able to live vicariously through my clients who are able to conceive. And and I feel like one of the luckiest women because I I have lots of babies out there, um, <laughs> not mine, but but there are lots of babies out there that um, I feel that I have helped be a part of through God's work and God's and God's wisdom. I mean, He brought me to this place, so um, I feel very powerful in the work that I do. I feel very blessed and powerful to be serving people in this way. Well, that's that's wonderful that you have that connection to so many couples who have been able to expand 
their family unit uh, because of your work. And now you do have that connection with so many babies, and it's, it's just wonderful that you are sharing your expertise and your real desire to help um, by serving these couples. Um, I just want to ask if you would tell us how listeners can contact you and, and learn more about your program and your services. I would be honored to. Um, I have a website, and the website is www.thegoddessoffertility.com. And what I would invite people to do is um, on the website, actually I have a link that they can go to, um, what I would like them to do is to fill out there's an application form there to fill out a pregnancy potential strategy application form. Because what I like to do is talk one-on-one -on -one with the couple. Um, I really want to know and understand what you've done. I want to understand your journey. And I want to understand where they want to go to and what their beliefs are. Um, and so I, I would ask them to apply, fill out, it's online there, a little application, and then I can review, review them, and then we contact each other, and we have a, a wonderful dialogue to see if and how I can help them. Um, and may I give you that link? Yes, please do. Okay, it's thegoddessoffertility.com forward slash blog forward slash PPSA. I'll say that again. Thegoddessoffertility.com forward slash blog, B-L-O-G, forward slash PPSA. And when they... So that would be... Uh, let, let me just ask you um, to verify that's slash blog, slash P as in Paul, P as in Paul, S as in Sam, and A as in Apple? Absolutely. That's for the Pregnancy okay. Potential Strategy Application. Okay. And when they go to that, then it will have them sign up for your, your Pregnancy Potential Strategy session, and it will say click here, and they can click there, and then there's the application form. And I would love for anyone who wants to talk with me, and in these sessions that when I talk with people, they get valuable information, even just in the sessions. I've even just talked with people and found out that they were not doing the timing right to even try to conceive, or they were using mm -hmm. some kind of a, um, uh, an applicant or something you know, to try to help with lubricants and stuff like that that were not correct. So I mean, sometimes it's just even a small thing that can make a big difference. And, and so yeah. these are they're powerful times for us to sit and chat one-on-one. -on -one. Well, that's, that's just so good to be able to have that time to speak with you and to allow you into their world a little bit and, you know, start seeing some changes that can be made even before they truly um, commit and connect 
into your program. So I'm, I'm sure that a lot of people would benefit from being able to make that call and uh, contact you. So I hope that um, you'll hear from various people and, and be able to help those that have been connected with my blog. And I want to thank you so much, Donna, for allowing me to ask you questions and um, to be able to share what you do with my listeners. And is there anything else that you'd like to make sure that people are aware of before we end our conversation for today? Yes, yes, I, I would. Just in closing, I would like people to know that that even the Harvard School of Medicine did a study, and they found out that 80% of women who had ovulation problems, that when they just changed a few minor dietary and lifestyle factors in their life, that 80% of them conceived on their own. So please have faith, have prayer, um, and walk through that, knowing that God is with you, and um, and know that it is possible. It is possible. Don't give up. That's the key: is to not give up, to to maintain that hope, and to do your due diligence in making sure that you're covering all the natural bases that need to be covered, and also not neglecting to look at those those spiritual things that um, affect our fertility as well. So Donna, thank you again for for joining me today. And um, I look forward to hearing great things from people as they contact you and receive your help. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure and my honor. And, and bless you for what you do as well because with all of us putting things together, there's a lot of power in it with the blessing of God. So thank you so much for what yeah, you do. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Well, that is Donna McIntosh with The Goddess of Fertility. And again, her website is thegoddessoffertility.com. And I am so glad that you've joined us today. Thanks again, and have a wonderful evening. Goodbye.